0: Then We're good to go. We're good. <coughs> good to go. We are. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: I think. I'm going to double check. Does that seem weirdly centered?
0: I don't know. You're the one who can see the frame. Can you see?
1: Yeah, no. I think it looks. Hey,
0: girl. Hey, brother. I need to be hereish. Mm.
1: I just realized you're further from the camera mm. than I was. Actually,
0: I'm also angling my pop filter a little like that, right. so that it doesn't cut off my face. Oh, good call. <laughs>
1: Less of an issue with that with mine.
0: Yeah, true. It's smaller. Small filters. Smelters. Smil. Hilter, smilter Smelter. Zoom ba ba ba. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Which which one is mine? Is this one? Oh, that's mine. I that's think. yours. Yes, yeah, there yeah. we go. That's yours. All right. That's yours. I get to hear every little crinkle and crackle. Very good. Of your voice. And my voice. Both our voices together. Yes.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Up for Discussion after dark.
0: It's light, but only because we have lights on. Tim, you might want to rotate your mic a little bit. Oh yeah? It's currently, uh... Facing me. Leaning a little. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there we leaning go. Oh, the, There you know, we go. That, that deep, bassy Tim voice. It's good. I was whispering in the ear of a friend today. Were you? In preparation for this podcast. Tell me. They told me that I could sell many things with this voice.
1: What kind of things do you want to sell?
0: I would love to sell your blue, blue eyes.
1: My blue, blue eyes?
0: Yes. They're very deep.
1: What other things could you
0: sell? I could sell this ukulele for only forty-nine ninety-nine. You can get a picture of this ukulele sent to you Via text message from somebody else who got it from me. Well, if you know such people, send your four easy payments to Patreon.com/slash/masterbus.
1: Good idea. I just realized it's good that we're doing this tonight. Yeah. Why? I told I told my friend Eric that I would go to brunch with him on Saturday morning, and I almost forgot. Oh snap! So if we'd recorded this Saturday morning. I would have had to, I would have had to bail on him.
0: You could have eaten brunch on a podcast, though.
1: Whoa. I mean, I've got a hot chocolate, which is nice.
0: It's very cozy. How can we make our listeners feel like they're with us in this cozy space? How can you, you guys? Do you guys feel the, the coze?
1: Do you guys feel the coze? Hmm. So this is our April bonus content. Yeah. We thought it would be fun to do an episode where you get to just hear us talk real
0: soft. Real sensual. Real (laughs) soft. Real soft. Were you going to say sauce there? I was going to say
1: soft again, but I I made myself giggle.
0: (laughs) Real sauce. Real sauce. Mm. Real sauce. Buns. Real fish. Real fish fillet. Real to real. Guys. Recording tape.
1: If you're a patron over at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you get to hear bonus content two weeks
0: early. Yes, that's true. That's what the you who are listening to this right now, that's probably you. The yeah. other people will listen to it later. But Much for them, later. It'll be now. That's you, called a paradox.
1: A paradigm, even.
0: Mm, a pair of shoes.
1: And if you want a parachute that'll save your life from going down in shambles, mm. you go to patreon.com and pledge as little as $5, and you'll get to hear us talk about whatever you want. Whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And guys, we um, we just passed a new level. We did. A new patron level. Um and now we're we're getting enough money that we're going to do video sometimes
0: so that's why you can see us on video on this video
1: if you're watching this as a video if you're listening to it as audio that's
0: well that's also fun but if you're watching this as a video then then you Bravo, know that you're this also is a video a patron where are these videos going to be hosted
1: um, They're going to be on YouTube. They're going to be unlisted for the first two weeks, and then I'm going to make them public.
0: They're going to be on YouTube.com slash Tom's Latin That's
1: what I'm thinking. I might put them on the Up for Discussion one. I haven't we decided yet.
0: I didn't know we had an Up for Discussion one.
1: I mean, we have an Up for Discussion Google.
0: Oh, true. Which, yeah. Yeah, we could start it off like a real thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I'll do that.
0: Mm, I guess you'll yeah. know. You watching this. You will. You. If you're doing that. You did a nice scratchy throat ASMR thing right there. You. Yeah, down there in the glottal fry. You guys. Yeah. Our $40 perk tier
1: has been taken.
0: Yeah, someone has named the bear Kendalin Kendalyn decided to pledge $40 to name
1: the bear the Great Brown Dragon of the North.
0: I think it's it was the mighty great brown the dragon. Mighty the mighty brown north.
1: dragon. I wrote it on the chalkboard.
0: I'm pre- I can see the word mighty from here.
1: You can see mighty because I yeah. can only see Agon of the North.
0: Okay, we're gonna th- presume that it's the mighty brown dragon of the north.
1: So Candolyn, thanks for that. Uh I'd also like to thank Candace for increasing her pledge today as well. Mm. Maybe we'll have a, a a fun longer episode to to celebrate soon.
0: Candace enjoys certain types of conversations. She likes when we talk about poo and things. So mm, tonsil stones. We might soon We may do that, yes. So Tom, what do you do to get ready for bed?
1: Well, I brush my teeth because it's important to have good oral hygiene when you go to bed at night. Mm. I have my phone set to it goes into nighttime mode at 10 p.m.
0: That's the one where it just gets real
1: yellow. It gets yellow. It it turns into Whiplash. You seen mm. that movie Whiplash? I have not
0: seen that movie Whiplash. Mm. Damien Chazelle's
1: masterpiece film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> whiplash. That was not a pleasant experience for anybody. <laughs> What do you mean? Elaborate on that. I mean, the film, it just wasn't, it wasn't very, I haven't seen it, but I imagine that Tom is correct in saying that this film may have been a better film if it were not made. Yeah. Yeah. So after, (laughs) after 10 p.m.,
1: (laughs) I set my phone to yellow mode, and then at 10.30 I have it switch into Do Not Disturb. Uh, Do Mm -hmm. Not Disturb is the little moon button, and uh, when you have the Do Not Disturb on, it means that nobody can text you. (laughs) And if they text you, it doesn't bother you and wake you up in the night.
0: You know, I was going to say that this episode was going to be really great for one of my bedtime routines, which is that I will put on earphones and listen to a podcast to fall asleep. Tell me about that. That is not a thing that you should do with this episode. Probably not. (laughs) But if you did, it's too late for me to tell you that. (laughs) Tim, what do you do as a bedtime ritual? Well, I crack my jaw. Let's hear. Hold on. There we go. Gross. And then I sometimes brush my teeth. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I let little monsters run around in my mouth. Just, Just, you know, they enjoy it. They get to spend eight hours just being there. Just being? Yeah, just, you know, you don't want to kill the monsters. Do you ever sleep for only eight hours? I often (laughs) sleep for only eight hours. That's hard. I just sleep at different eight hours than many people do. Mm. Mm.
1: I haven't gotten a full eight hours in a while.
0: Mm. I haven't
1: haven't gotten a full eight, you know? Mm. I haven't gotten a full eight
0: I spent all week in Vancouver last week and I... Oh, there goes a guitar fell down behind the camera. It's okay. It was in a case. It will not be hurt. I didn't get an eight hours of sleep at any point while I was in Vancouver. It was still rude for that guitar to fall down. It was rude of you to push it.
1: With my words?
0: With your thoughts...
1: So you were in Vancouver.
0: Yeah. I didn't get eight hours. I got like six hours every night and I survived, but I was, You, I, f- I think I can survive indefinitely on six hours of sleep, mm-hmm. but the trade off is that for the first two hours of being awake, I am not able to think. Mm. So I'm not sure if it actually is better because those first two hours, maybe I could do some things. What there are many things I cannot do.
1: What do you usually do for those first two hours? Well, how do you how do you start your first two hours? Do you lie in bed or do you get up?
0: In Vancouver, I tended to be on buses, mm. so that was fine. It's right. fine that I you know couldn't think, except I did miss buses quite a bit. Hmm. You and missed you missed.
1: Did you miss them in like the? The sense that you longed for them or did you miss them like you were late for them and they passed you by?
0: The first the second one first and then the first one second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh generally I'm I'm a very fairly lion dude when it comes to my wake up routine. I wake you get up, up and you roar. No, I get up and I lounge. You lounge? I scroll through the various digital palisades. And then I answer emails. And then I watch YouTube videos. And then at some point I am hungry or I really need to pee. Mm. And then I get up and begin my day. I
1: get that my my morning usually I'll I'll usually I'll usually have like an hours worth of alarms.
0: Yes, and I noticed.
1: And then I'll um when the first one goes off, <laughs> I'll usually try to turn off a bunch of them. Mm. Um but I miss a couple cuz I'm I'm real sleepy. So I miss a couple on my Oh, way.
0: that's why they're sporadic sometimes. Yeah. Of the time.
1: Yeah. Uh, but then I always intentionally leave, like, one or two an hour later hmm. so that I can make sure that I'm up, like, an hour later at the latest. I see. Because otherwise I I don't wake up.
0: Do you often succeed at getting up on the first alarms?
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Maybe
0: 40. 40 alarms. Forty, forty, 40, maybe like 40 of the time. 40 hours of the time. <laughs> maybe like 40. Mm. Percent? Tom's a lot night in 40. I mean, you are, you are 40. I'm we 40. Are. The audience hasn't,
1: the audience hasn't seen our faces in the context of this podcast ever.
0: Not now. until right now. And even now we're half hidden by... Pop filters and headphones and circumstance mm-hmm pop filters and circumstance yeah pop.
1: so they've never they've never seen me like this they don't know that i'm i'm forty at nighttime.
0: well you're four d as opposed to three d because you exist in time <laughs> is that true yeah like you're a three dimensional entity but you're you're a f- you extend through the time of your life, which makes you a four dimensional entity. Just kind of fun to think about.
1: I guess that's true, yeah.
0: Except you're only conscious of one snapshot of time at a time. Right. So it's well, kind of, it's not a great way to be 4D. There no. are better ways you could potentially be 4D. I
1: guess that's true. But yeah, sleep is good. If you're listening to this at night time. I'm really sorry about this. I'm really. I'm really sorry.
0: If you're listening in the night. Tom. Enjoys. Being kind of obnoxious about volume control. So. Would you say that? We don't want to. We don't want to cause any. Any problems. We don't want to. We might have to put a disclaimer on this podcast.
1: That's okay. They'll see that it's got pictures. So they'll,
0: yeah. Like if we cause someone's, can someone sue us if we just gave them hearing loss? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I guess not. We didn't. Uh, did Wait. you ever, did Did you ever fall for any of those? um, Scream? Yeah, sort of. Or those, <coughs> those things where like. Some, it, was, it was more prevalent in the old days of like flash tunes and stuff, where people would have a video that seemed very innocuous, but it was like the quietest volume ever, and you just thought there was something wrong with it, and so you'd turn up the volume, and then all of a sudden, yeah, someone would yell or scream or whatever. It was it was good times. I do remember those. There was one that I watched. I think I was twelve. And all of a sudden, my speakers started screaming about gay porn to the entire house. Whoa. The internet was a strange place.
1: That's exciting. Yeah. Have you ever watched gay porn? Nope. Not even by accident?
0: No. Were huh. you? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Is it not different?
1: Not in a long time. Mm. I haven't watched, like, I haven't watched porn since I was 16. Hmm. I've looked at images that. Made me go
0: ooh, but that's I haven't
1: really watched like actual porn.
0: I guess the, the, that's the funny thing about porn. There's that famous definition of it, right? That where what was it? Some they were trying to define porn in the U.S. court system, and the best a judge could come up with was, "I know it when I see it." <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, because <laughs> it's like, well, what is what is the actual definition? How do you, how do you differ, <coughs> differentiate it from, you know, art film? Yeah. It's not easy, but you
1: know it when you see it. I know it when I see it. For me, it's like, it it, it becomes porn when, why did my volume sound really loud for a second there?
0: <laughs> this, I was putting things on the
1: table. It, be, it becomes porn, like there's like a, there's a point over here where I feel like it... It becomes it. porn over here, but not over here. Yeah. It becomes porn for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not porn for me, <laughs> specifically. When someone particularly sends it to you with a, when a, a, <laughs> a special note saying, we thought of you and we made this. With gift wrap from Amazon. Gift wrap. Gift wrap. It's when they,
1: they wrap your paper in images of... A guy jiggling at a cat.
0: Never forget to wrap your paper, Tom's lat I. Nice.
1: Never forget to wrap your. When you're making a porn, it's law. Mm. Porn law, but no. For me, the difference between porn and like. And just like. An image. Mm. That is. Sexy or whatever. Right. Is like. I, I feel like porn has to be people engaging in sex. Huh? Like I can't. I, I can't. I wouldn't say that like a swimsuit magazine
0: is porn, right?
1: I would say that it. I would maybe agree that it's like erotic, right? But I wouldn't call it pornography.
0: But people, I mean, you so you wouldn't consider like Playboy to be pornography?
1: Huh? <coughs> I don't know.
0: I don't. know. I think it's it's in the. <laughs> It's in the eye of the beholder.
1: I think they've got to be naked well, for yeah. it to be porn. I,
0: th- I think I would agree on that. There's that. But you don't have to... You There's another definition because people can be naked and it's not porn. Sure.
1: I think then it's intention, right?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I guess it's, it's the old question about in literary criticism of whether the author's intention matters or whether it's the viewer, the reader's perception that matters. So right? is it that the person making it had to state that it was, or is it that the person who received it received it as such? Right. I think,
1: so I would say that it is the intention of the creator because it, the person who creates it intentionally makes it porn or not. Right. But when I was six, I masturbated to Sailor Moon, right? And I know that that was not intended to be porn.
0: Well, probably by most of the artists. <laughs> by anyways. most of the
1: artists, anyway. So, like the fact that you could theoretically jerk off to like frog and toad, or clouds, if that's your thing, or whatever. Yeah, you know, that's the first thing I went to. Frog and toad. What frog is, and toad. Uh, what's I don't that know called? What
0: frog and toad is. You
1: remember frog and toad?
0: No, it's not a thing. That's part of my cultural experience
1: what was that called was it just called frog and toad
0: frog and toad i don't remember hagen Hagen-Dazs. if you're sexually attracted to to hagen if you're let sexually let us know in the comments
1: <laughs> but that's what i mean right like maybe there's a hagen ad that's meant to be a little bit like suggestive so mm-hmm. that you'll buy ice cream yeah but they didn't make that so you'd jack off to it yeah they made it so that you would buy ice cream so yes. if you jack off to that it's not porn. You're just using it that way, right? Mm.
0: So, I don't know. I suppose that I I could <laughs> see the argument that it was if you decided it was.
1: It might be it might be that it becomes your porn, but mm. it's not by definition porn, right? Okay.
0: So, we're getting into the ideas of universal truths here.
1: Yeah. So, like, when I say I haven't looked at porn since I was 16, I mean I haven't looked at anything that was intended to be porn mm. since I was 16. It's but pretty
0: It's pretty hard to not look at anything that could conceivably be considered to be porn by somebody. Well, Instagram's a fun yourself. place. <laughs> uh, yes.
1: What do you guys think is or isn't porn? What do you use on Instagrams for? When's your birthday?
0: Let us know in the comments. This. Yeah, this podcast took a turn. It's a Nice bedtime conversation.
1: I mean, <coughs> you asked me what I do before bed.
0: <laughs> well, uh,
1: guys, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. Yeah, it's the law. <laughs> so if you if you enjoyed this, <coughs> consider pledging to uh, for discussion. You can get bonus content two weeks early. Mm. Uh, you can also get lots of their cool perks yes Um, and guys we're gonna be from now on we're gonna be filming some of our episodes uh not in full we'll probably film like 20 minutes to half an hour of each one
0: like the way we used to do periscope but then periscope was boring so Mm -hmm. we didn't
1: that's it we'll probably just let the camera roll as long as it wants to
0: let it roll (laughs) lassie
1: roll. And, and then i'll edit that down to something and we're only going to do that on episodes that don't have guests, so that we don't have to impose that on our guests.
0: Mm, that's a good call. Mm-hmm. I agree
1: with that. And it's less editing. Mm-hmm. Because I have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And I also also have an editing job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, thanks for stopping by. Thank you, all mm-hmm. you patrons. who get to see this now. Now. When you see it. When you see it been really great it's been really good being part of your lives
1: and if you're listening Thank to this on the uh, on the rss feed oh stay yeah. tuned because after this ad break there's going to be a, a second half of this that's a half hour of me explaining what's in her kitchen
0: oh yeah you did that i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> you're still releasing that i thought we were replacing that with this i'm
1: gonna tack that onto the end of this oh boy so that this will be a full hour instead of
0: Whatever this is. See if anyone makes it.
1: (laughs) But only this part's in the video.
0: Comment on something if you actually listened to the entire thing of this.
1: Guys, let us know in the comments if you paid attention to the entirety of
0: this episode. Uh, Yeah, it would be
1: really good if you could do that. Yeah. It would be quite phenomenal. It would be really nice. Yeah. Well, anyways, have a good day, guys. Bye-bye. Good night. Sleep tight. We interrupt this episode of the Up for Discussion podcast to bring you a special announcement. On April 28th at 10pm, Montreal Improv presents Troubadour, a new show that combines live music with improv comedy. To begin the evening, a musical guest will perform a selection of acoustic songs. A group of Montreal's best improvisers will then use the musicians' lyrics and melodies as inspiration for their scenes. This month's musical guest is Jesse Daniel Smith. Jesse makes records out of his house in the hopes of making people with the harder jobs happier. If he does his job well, you'll feel like you're not alone and feeling anxious about when adulthood is supposed to happen. Troubadour features Dale Bernier, Olivia del Tordo, Dimitri Kiris, Julie Santini, Monica Schneider, Stefan Speck, Mark Rowland, Anthony Asaf, Alex Brown, Ariel DeRue, David Kaufman, Dorian Mitchell, and Albert Tabrac. Come join us for the jam! Troubadour at Montreal Improv's Theatre B, Friday, April 28th at 10 p.m. 3713 Boulevard Saint Laurent, Montreal, Quebec. $6 or free for Montreal Improv students. To reserve your tickets in advance, email contact at montrealimprov.com. Troubadour, improv comedy inspired by live music, with musical guest Jesse Daniel Smith. Well hey there everybody, thanks for tuning in to this month's bonus episode of the Up for Discussion podcast. Uh, So we wanted to do something really special for the bonus this month, Uh, so we were going to do a three hour episode. Um... As you can tell, I'm alone um, because we realized we didn't actually have time to do it early enough in the month to get it out to you guys by the middle of the month. So uh, I'm doing something a little different instead. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a tour of my kitchen um, in audio form because, you know, that's a thing you guys want, I guess. Um, Probably it's not, but yeah, um, so I'm going to I'm going to start it off uh from right where you walk into our kitchen. Uh you get a nice view of our calendar. Uh it's currently set to April cuz I'm recording this on the uh, 11th of April. Um yeah, so our calendar is a, uh, a Uline um calendar that I got from Uline that has uh pictures of animals making nice faces. The um the current month has a moose who's like he's like in the middle of chomping down on some some nice hay and he seems to be enjoying it um oh shoot <laughs> looks like it, it's it's actually an elk according to the uh the caption it says it says it's an elk uh it says use your mobile device and click on the qr code to listen to an elk um i don't know if i've got i don't know if i've got a qr reader maybe i'll i'll, I'll download one of those while i tell you about some other stuff and then once uh you know, once there's once it's up there I can play you guys an elk sound. Does that sound good? I hope so, because I'm gonna do it. Uh sign into the iTunes store. Um so yeah, so basically this bonus content we uh we upload monthly bonus episodes to our Patreon feed first, and then uh two weeks later we put them on the uh the general RSS feed on SoundCloud. Um and yeah, we kind of realized that in order to do that on time this month, we'd need to uh well we'd need to have something out by like this weekend. Um and you know, cause it's uh 'cause it's Easter and whatnot, uh we just we just don't really. So yeah. So now um now I'm here doing this for you. And I found a QR scanner. So let's hear what an elk sounds like. And then once we've heard what this elk sounds like. We can, uh, well, we can, you know, there we go. All right. Let's hear this elk sound. <laughs> uh, and so just one more time, if you didn't catch it that time, <laughs> that is the sound that an elk makes. So yeah. Um, so we've got this nice animal calendar on our, uh, on our wall. Uh, taking a couple steps past the animal calendar, you'll find our microwave. Um, it's a Homestyles brand microwave. It actually lets a fair amount of, uh, I guess, a fair amount of air out of it while it's cooking things, which is probably slowly giving us cancer. Uh, on top of that, we have two, um, you know, those sort of like doily things that you put on the table to put hot things on top of, like a hot pad. I guess I would call that a hot pad. Uh, and next to those, we've got some oven mitts. Because, you know, safety first in a, in a professional kitchen like my own. Um, okay, so right above that is uh, the first cupboard we're going to explore. And this is, <laughs> this is where things get really exciting. Because um, I'm going to tell you guys about the, the foods in my cupboard. Uh, so <laughs> right here on this top shelf, we have a President's Choice brand, a tricolor rotini. Uh, rotini is the, like, spiral-shaped pasta. Uh, it's pretty good. Looks like it's kosher, which is nice. Just from a glance, uh, I can see the C-O-R on there. So, happy Passover, friends. Uh, I've got two boxes of no-name brand oven-ready lasagna noodles because I'm a lazy bastard who doesn't like to pre-cook his lasagna. Um, Fun fact about lasagna, the, uh, the noodles themselves are called lasagna. So, when you're making a baked lasagna dish, that is what you're actually making. You're not making a lasagna. You might hear... That sound in the background, I'm going to see if I can get you a close up on this sound. Ooh, almost dropped the mic there. Um, that sound is our uh, our fridge. It likes to talk, so you're going to hear a bit of fridge sound in the background during this. Uh, let's see, I've got a big uh, 359 gram container of coarse ground Malabar black pepper, also kosher. Uh, I've got a jar, looks like a 525 gram jar of ground nutmeg, uh, and I won't tell you guys, uh, but, uh, it's kosher. We got some cinnamon, also ground, paprika, cumin, curry powder, we've got some chilies that I got from our friend Natalie, maybe a year ago, those are probably expired. Uh, a little bit of ghost pepper sea salt that I've had in this cupboard, that I've had in several cupboards. Yeah, this expired in 2016, so we're gonna walk this guy right over to uh, Lil Tom, that's what we named our garbage can, and I'm gonna throw that salt right in the trash, cause it's expired, and that's what you do with things that are expired. We got some bay leaves, uh, garlic powder, oregano, basil, rosemary, thyme, uh, parsley, you know, all the standard cupboard spices. And then on the next shelf down, we've got a box of regular table salt, a jar of soy sauce, some canola oil, uh, some extra virgin olive oil, uh, a bottle of uh, Heinz pure white vinegar. The other day, uh, my employee was with me, and I had really bad heartburn, and she was like, "Hey, if you drink a shot of white, uh, white vinegar, or any kind of vinegar, you'll uh, you'll feel better." And so I took a shot of white vinegar, and it tasted disgusting, but I did feel better. Uh, so, you know, thanks. Um, but also, I would have preferred other kinds of vinegar. And I didn't realize, but I had uh, balsamic in the cupboard right next to it that might have tasted a little better, but that's okay. Uh, I've got some uh, some corn masa mix. It's like a corn flour kind of thing. Um, baking powder, plain breadcrumbs. We've got a few packs of spaghetti here. And, um, one of them is the, uh, Nero de sepia, which is like a, it's a Durham wheat semolina pasta with cuttlefish ink, a product of Italy. Um, so that's pretty good. It tastes a little fishy, uh, so it takes a while to get used to, but if you're like me and you like things a little fishy, well, you might like it. Uh, exploring the verticals a little bit more underneath the microwave, we've got our cupboard full of Tupperware uh you guys can probably hear all the uh Tupperware slamming around down there. uh we also keep our frying pans and uh saucepans in there. We have two frying pans and three saucepans, although one of the saucepans is currently in the sink, waiting to get washed. It's in the sink because I made a lasagna today uh pop quiz, what is the actual thing that I made? I made a baked lasagna dish um I put some olives in there. Some, uh, some halved kalamatas and halved green pimento olives. Uh, it turned out pretty good. I wish I had done a couple more layers. It's a little thinner than I like, but it's decent. And that's currently resting on top of our stove, actually, as we speak. Oh, let's see. In the cupboard above that, we have a little spice rack that I wish I had labeled because I don't remember what anything on it is. There's one that I think was chipotle. I'm going to guess that's cayenne. Uh, this guy looks like probably probably paprika. To the left of that is curry powder. I'd recognize that yellow boy anywhere. Uh, to the left of that is the cumin and some crushed chili flakes. So I guess I did remember what most of those were, just not confident about the paprika. Uh, ooh, I forgot about these. I have a little box of artisanal cranberry and ancient grain crackers. Those are also kosher and looks like nut-free. So, um, you know... Good for us, I guess. Uh, Next cupboard over, there's a box of Duncan Hines yellow cake mix that I haven't used, uh, that I should use because I like that. There's a box of crackers as well, an empty turtle's tin. Do you guys like turtles? Turtles are fun. Uh, We've got a jar of crunchy peanut butter. What you guys might not know about me is that I'm a, a serious crunchy peanut butter apologist. That means a person who will fight for, um, I guess, just to justify their appreciation of something. Sort of like how Christians will try to justify appreciating Jesus with uh, what they call apologetics. Which is kind of where you're like, but look at all this backup that I have for this thing that I believe in. like. Um, So I believe that crunchy peanut butter is the superior peanut butter. Uh, Specifically that red, uh, the red craft jar. You know what I'm talking about? And I don't think I need to tell you, but that one's kosher too. Um, Just like the sour pickled onions that I have next to it, and the um, semolina durum flour that I have uh, imported from Italy to the right of that. Underneath that is a standard bag of five roses white flour, all purpose, uh, some food coloring, a couple different kinds of uh, sprinkles for cakes and things. Uh, un- unbeknownst to me why, uh, we have two kinds of instant coffee powders. Uh, both of them are Nescafe, One of them is open, the other is not, and I don't really remember where they came from. Maybe they were here when we moved in. There's two jars of um, Betty Crocker icing, frosting, frosting. I don't know the difference between frosting and icing. I'm a cook, not a baker. Uh, And to the left of that, we have some oatmeal, some instant oatmeal packages. I like the apple cinnamon Quaker oats. Underneath that cupboard, and that actually brings us to the end of the cupboards on this wall, which is exciting, uh, is my bread maker and the blender. Underneath the blender, we have a drawer of cutlery with some plastic utensils. um, Looks like about six knives, uh, a lot of forks, and somewhere in between six and a lot of spoons, two uh, sets of chopsticks, and um, what looks like one of those little uh, takeout packs of utensils. You know, shrink-wrapped, fork, knife, salt and pepper. Underneath that drawer is the uh, what we like to lovingly call the what-the-fuck-do-I-do-with-it drawer. Uh, it has nails and screws, uh, some Ikea receipts, a pair of scissors, uh, basically just whatever we weren't really sure where to put. Um, under that is a drawer that <laughs> inexplicably has a single box of nails, and um a toolbox in it and some black electrical tape that i used to uh mark a t mark on the floor for where i used to shoot some videos in here and in the drawer underneath that uh oh there is stuff in there some old door hinges that we took off to replace with new ones uh cool well all right so moving along moving right along Uh, We've got our fridge. On top of the fridge, we have two loaves of bread. One of them, uh, let's see what we got here. It's a wild blueberries, and uh, I can't translate that into English. Lain et avouine. So if you're a French speaker, that's what those are. And on the other, uh, the other loaf of bread is a rustic bread, Again, with Lain, uh this time with sunflower seeds, sesame seeds, and something called Seigle. Uh Not to be confused with the Saiga antelope, a species of antelope that continues to mysteriously die, and if you want a t-shirt about that, you can go to TeePublic. There will be a link in the description of this. Um, we also keep our extra garbage bags on top of the fridge for easy access. Now the freezer. Uh, the freezer doesn't have much in it right now. There's some frozen fruit. Three different bags of it. Uh, I've got some poppy seeds that I'm keeping in here because Mum told me that if I keep them in the freezer, they'll stay fresh forever. Uh, So maybe I'll bake with those eventually. But as previously established, I'm not a baker. To the fridge. Uh, On the top shelf of the fridge, we have from right to left, uh, in keeping with today's Passover theme, the Hebrew reads from right to left. So my fridge will also. We have, uh, there's a, a bag with some salad in it. Uh, An unopened container of oka cheese, which is like a strong scented cheese with like a wax rind. There's a single brown egg. uh, Two mostly eaten jars of jam. uh, A jar of bread and butter pickles. One shelf down, we've got some 3.25% milk. um, A jar of pitted Kalamata olives. uh, A lot of baby spinach. A single shrink-wrapped cucumber. A pack of carrots, multicolored. In our cheese drawer, there's just some ham and a small amount of cheese. I guess you could call it a ham and small amount of cheese drawer. That's a drawer for ham and small amounts of cheese. One shelf down from that, we have some sauerkraut in a jar. A salad that Tim's friend brought over months ago that he should probably throw in the garbage. Um, Some oregano and basil. Nope, that's thyme. Sorry, thyme. Some oregano and thyme that both are fresh, but not as fresh as they were when they got put in the fridge. A carton of Tropicana Grove Stand orange juice. That's the kind with lots of pulp, which in England they call Juicy Bits. Uh, three containers of Tim's homemade meat sauce that he made yesterday. And that's it for the uh, the main section of the fridge. Now we'll move to the door of the fridge. There is no butter in here right now. We're out of, we're out of butter. We've got some... Ingelhoffer sweet hot pepper mustard, made with uh, habaneros, jalapenos, cayenne, and chipotle peppers. We've got some VH brand Chinese pineapple sauce, uh, what looks like some original Dijon mustard, uh, a little bit of sweet green relish, two sweet green relishes, uh-oh, someone made a bad choice, and uh, some Hellman's real mayonnaise. Uh, don't know about fake mayonnaise, but we got the real stuff here. Got a big bottle of ketchup about half full, bottle of standard yellow mustard, Um, some all natural crunchy peanut butter that I don't like, because you gotta refrigerate that and it separates, and ugh, not a fan, but to each his own. Uh, we've got some raspberry jam, what looks like some orange jam. Uh, Tim's mom makes really good jams, which ends up meaning that we end up with just like a ton of jams in the fridge um, that eventually end up getting eaten, but. A lot of them are like half eaten because he'll eat like half of one and then his mom will bring over like two new ones. And it's, it's like a self-perpetuating thing where there's just like so much jam and like it's good jam at least. It's just an infinite amount of it. So it starts to feel like we're getting kind of drowned in jam after a little while. Speaking of things that are being drowned in, uh, the condiment drawer that we have in our fridge, uh, in our fridge door, is slowly filling up with like packets of soy sauce and wasabi. Um, because for some reason, this w- sushi place I ordered from last week sends the wasabi in little packets. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually really bizarre. They're 4.5 gram packets of wasabi. I don't want to use it because it creeps me out. So I'm just leaving them in the fridge. Uh, I got a couple containers of Domino's brand ranch dressing and, uh, one of those little containers of carrots that Indian restaurants send you. Cause I'm never really sure how to eat those. Under that, we have a box of baking soda, because I heard that you're supposed to keep one of those in the fridge, and some uh, Bunster's Shit the Bed hot sauce that my buddy Daniel Miller gave me before moving to Wisconsin last year. That's uh, So that's our first wall of the kitchen. Um, soon, once I've checked on the audio for this this section, we're going to go to the uh, the next wall, and the audio looks pretty good. I guess we'll find out later. How good it really is. Um, Has anyone texted me? Nope, I'm still alone. Um, Well, so the next wall uh, leads out to our back porch. Uh, We have like a sort of sunroom on our back porch, which is really nice. Um, And you can turn on a light in it. You can turn that light on and off from inside the kitchen, which is cool. Uh, That's going to be a good room for morning coffee and uh, reading once it's a little warmer. It's been kind of warm this week, so... All in due time. Um, Yeah, I have a wall scroll. Ooh, got a little copyright infringement here. Who's calling me? Oh, I'm gonna ignore that call. There we go. Uh, We've got a wall scroll that has a Chinese menu on it, and also it's a calendar. And I think that's from several years ago, because I haven't ordered from that Chinese restaurant in ages. Also along this wall, uh, it's mostly a window, but on the windowsill we've got some garlic and three bobbleheads from the office, as well as a little uh, snow globe with a gnome in it, and another box of nails. We like to keep boxes of nails around the house in case we ever need to hammer stuff. There's also a radiator against that wall, uh, you know, for heating purposes. Um, Yeah, let's see what else we got here. On the next wall, uh, so this is the wall that leads into my bedroom. Uh, this wall has a large painting on it. It's a refuse, refuse, I don't, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's like the word refuse, but with an A instead of an E for the first E. The second E is still an E. Uh, it's a painting of a chef holding a book. Uh, he's, he's making some some pasta sauce, it looks like. And there's like a crow in the mirror who's about to steal his pie did I say mirror a crow in the window crows don't really they don't really tend to hang out near mirrors I guess uh under that painting we've got an electrical socket uh just in the middle of the wall because you know it's a place for electrical sockets I guess uh my guess is that they were going to put a counter on this wall when they first built this place uh and then they just didn't because it's level with all the other ones that are like above the counter Uh, around the rest of the room. We've got a little white table against this wall as well that has a couple of uh, dish rags, uh, half a bottle of wine that Tim was cooking with yesterday, some potatoes, a crock pot, a jar of peanuts that... Oh, it's mostly just peanut dust at this point. I guess I'll throw this out. Uh, This is a good opportunity for me, you guys. If you're ever looking to throw out a bunch of stuff in your kitchen... Do a video or an audio, I guess, where you just uh, walk around telling someone what's in your kitchen in great detail that no one cares about. Um, what do we got here? We got some Ixtapa Peruvian mangoes. Uh, my first time noticing these. They look nice. They're uh, in some mesh, which is fun. Uh, and what looks to be about 12 onions. We, we get the, uh, the small yellow onions. Or I guess medium sized yellow onions. Uh also on this wall is a a little painting my grandma painted for me when I was a, a little boy. I think I was probably 8 or 9. Uh she had this cat named Millie, I think. Millicent. Uh Mildred, Mill Fay, Mill something. Uh it was a it was like a black Persian cat, so it had kind of a flatter face and like super super hairy furry even so she painted me a painting of that and i still have it in my house which is fun and now we're on to the final wall of the kitchen which is fun uh, and also probably the busiest wall so this section is going to take a little while uh, guys if you want access to bonus content like this fascinating kitchen tour video audio uh two weeks earlier than everybody else, go to patreon.com slash up for discussion. Patreon is the only way that we really make money making this show, uh, which is cool because it means that like 100% of the money we make off of this comes directly from you guys uh, and comes directly from people who enjoy our content and like want to support it, uh, which I think is really freaking cool. Like when when Tim and I started making like YouTube videos back in 2012, uh, there wasn't really anything like this set up yet. Um, and so if you wanted to make money doing internet things, you were basically relying on like ad revenue and on like sponsorships and stuff, um, which made it really hard for like creators starting out to get anything. But, um, now, you know, we started this podcast and like a month later set up a Patreon and, uh, Patrick shout out our boy, Patrick, uh, has been supporting us ever since. And we've gotten more and more of you over the time since then. Um, some have come, some have gone and we're super appreciative of that cause it's, you know. Encouraging for us that people like our stuff enough to, like, you know, actually pay for it. I'm going to take a quick swig of water here. I carry around a blue Camelback water bottle that uh, holds about a liter of water at a time. Go through about two or three of those a day. Uh, it's also Uline-branded, uh, like most of the things in my house, because uh, I get a lot of Uline deliveries, and they send you free stuff if you order over a certain amount. Uh, cool, well, let's get this party started uh, with the first, the far-left cupboard on this wall. Uh, we got some plastic cups on the top shelf, uh, a nice teapot that I forgot we have, and some uh, some sort of china plates, a single... Um, what you might call an escargot bowl or like a like a like a cheesy what do you call that an onion soup au gratin kind of thing uh so one bowl like that not sure what happened to the rest of the set uh we have four like reasonable sized little soup bowls two other soup bowls four bigger bowls that are maybe more salady, uh two like big bowls that are nice one slightly smaller bowl that I think is actually supposed to be like a cappuccino bowl but like you know sometimes I just put snacks in it uh we've got currently two small plates but the other two are in the dishwasher one medium plate one like plate bowl type thing and then like just a lot of big plates I'm not going to count all those just take my word on it we have a lot of mugs too we've got a fine variety of mugs let's see We got a yellow mug that says Chicago, the Windy City, Uh, a little green mug that uh, my old youth pastor Liz Johnstone made uh, years ago. She gave them away as like gifts, favors, I guess. What do you call those when when there's like a little like gift bag for everybody at a wedding? Uh, She made she like handmade a bunch of pottery for uh, for all the people who went to her wedding, which was pretty cool. Uh, there's a big mug here that just has like a like a yam or something on it. I don't know. It's a painting. Uh, there's a, a Shakespearean insults mug. There's a Christmas mug that just says "ho" a bunch of times. We got four little glass ramekins for serving uh, snacks, I guess. Uh, two big Uline mugs. Um, a large like ceramic Molson beer stein thing that we found at an old apartment that we lived at together in 2013. Uh, two blue mugs from Ikea. One mug that has a chalkboard on it that Tim got as a gift, so you can like write things on it and you're not supposed to put it in the dishwasher or the chalkboard surface dies. Uh, a Crosstalk Ministries 40th Anniversary Senior Youth Camp mug that's a good size. Uh, two little pizza-shaped, oops, pizza-slice-shaped plates that say pizza and other Italian things on them and a mug that has a picture of Tim and his niece on it uh, that we noticed on one side is printed one way and on the other side is printed with like a filter maybe so we were confused when we noticed that it's a really cute mug Tim's niece is adorable um so that's that cupboard uh let's see, should I go horizontal or vertical? Um I'm gonna go vertical. I don't know what that means. I'm gonna go top down. Uh let's see. Underneath that cupboard we've got oh god. Above that cupboard we have neighbor children who like to run. Um under that cupboard we've got a marble rolling pin. Uh, a couple sets of measuring cups and spoons. Um because I find I always lose like one cup or break one spoon. So I've got a couple sets, got a can opener, bottle opener, couple uh, couple dry erase markers, we'll get to those later, an egg separator, three bagels in a bag, uh, two knife blocks, because when I bought them I didn't realize that they were both knife blocks. Uh, one of them was obviously a knife block and the other was like a lot of knives but also a lot of like spatulas and spoons and stuff. So I just assumed it was only spatulas and spoons, and then I opened it, and I was like, oh, I just bought 36 knives. Cool. Uh, So we have a lot of knives. If you're ever looking to stab us in our house, that's the way to do it. Come to the kitchen. This wall here. Uh, i got a pizza cutter, um, a deep-frying net thing, meat tenderizer, wood spatula, metal spatula, potato masher, a couple pairs of tongs, you know, all the essentials. Uh, there's a knife sharpener, which is fun. I'm probably the only person who, like in the universe, who regularly sharpens his knives. Uh, it's a discipline thing, you know. You want the sides of your knives to be sharp, much like you want your your mind and your wit to be sharp. I've got a toaster. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a good toaster. Gets the job done. Uh, a broken toaster oven in the cupboard underneath all this along with a box full of kitchen stuff that uh, we never unpacked because we haven't needed any of it, so I'm not really sure what's in there. Looks like a, like a hand blender. Some Oh, some plastic shot glasses. Those would have been useful when I was trying to find a thing to drink a shot of vinegar out of. I used a, a regular-sized glass instead. Uh, we have a dishwasher. It's a pretty standard fare thing. Looks like a, it's a Bosch. Um, yeah, it's got a few different power settings. I usually just do the regular wash and leave it to go for a couple hours. It gets things mostly clean. Uh, we got a drain board that's currently got a couple knives and stuff in it. In the cupboard above that, we have two measuring cups, but like the glass measuring cups, so that you can measure like hot liquids and stuff. Uh, one big pasta strainer, like half of a uh, half of a cheese grater set from IKEA. Uh, I highly recommend this cheese grater set, actually. It's like a it's like a plastic uh, container and then like a metal grater on top. But you can swap the metal grater off for like a little plastic lid that comes with it as well. And that way you can like store the leftover shredded cheese if you don't use all of it. Really brilliant, really smart stuff at Ikea. Uh, highly recommend it. They don't sponsor us. We got three plastic cups. Uh, we got a white mug, a glass mason jar li- missing its lid. Um, we've got some, uh, some Stella glasses, a couple of large, uh, green cappuccino mugs that I like a lot, this big glass mug from, uh, Nova Scotia from Peggy's Cove that my mom brought back after her trip to Halifax, uh, a Cabin 9 mug hiding in the background there, I see you, us, uh, some wine glasses, some standard, you know, water glasses, and let's move to the next set of cupboards. Uh, there's a little chime thing hanging off this cupboard that's like a metal angel that says, follow your dreams, and I have no idea where it came from, but I love it. Uh, there's a couple more wine glasses in here, another Stella glass, some more mason jars without lids, two bags of uh, rock-hard um, brown sugar, uh, because d- d- brown sugar, if you didn't know, you need to put in like an airtight space in order to keep it from like clumping together really violently, uh, and you know one bag went super hard, so Tim went and bought a second bag, and proceeded to you know not preserve it. So now we have two bags of hard brown sugar, uh, but it's fun because every time that we want to use it, we have to like smack it with things until pieces break off. So it, you know it gets the job done. Uh, a couple of kinds of tea in here, a box of low-fat Aunt Jemima pancake mix. A bag of powdered milk Um, that's it for that cupboard yeah under that cupboard we have the whiteboard that currently just has a list of all the stuff that we could be cleaning Uh, we don't often read that list Um, actually I just started paying someone to clean our house a couple times a week so Uh, yeah because we're lazy and have money Um, (laughs) under that's our sink with uh sponge and some you know standard sink things dish soap and whatnot under the sink we have um kind of a mess of chemicals uh cleaning supplies dishwasher tablets ziploc bags reusable bags uh sos pads uh, plastic wrap you know all the standard under the sink stuff To the right of that, we're almost done, guys. Just one section left. We have one cupboard left um, with a big old plastic Christmas-themed cookie jar, uh, a large mixing bowl, another mason jar with no lid, a big plastic dollar store water pitcher, uh, some paper plates that I always forget that we have when I have a party. There's uh, a little bag of um, what used to be root beer-flavored Uh, silver coated candy balls that I got in Vancouver when I was like, probably eight. Uh, So like 15 years ago, that um, they they don't really taste like much anymore. And I'm pretty sure that the silver coating was outlawed a few years ago, because it was like low key poisonous. Uh, So I want to see how long I can keep those around for. Uh, I don't really eat them because, you know, they might be poison. Uh, under that, we have um, a cupboard, uh, a shelf in the cupboard that's kind of confusing because it's half cans of beans and half like Keurig cups because uh, we do sadly have a Keurig brewer. Um, realize those are kind of confident, confidential, um, controversial because they are, you know, low key bad for the environment and make like kind of coffee that's not necessarily better than drip coffee. But when I bought it, there was not a lot of coffee consumption happening in the house. So the idea of having like a quick espresso thing was appealing. Um, now we drink a lot of coffee. Uh, <laughs> so it's kind of debatable. Maybe we should just have like a regular coffee maker. But the Keurig is nice. And I use the Timothy's uh, Rainforest Cafe or whatever breakfast blend. Uh, it's it's like fair trade certified stuff. Uh, also kosher. So at least I've got that going, even if I'm kind of destroying the environment. And under that is another cupboard with a couple of cast iron pans that uh, we don't use a lot. Um, One large saucepan, like one of those ones that you make like chili for the family. Uh, Lid was out of place. A couple of casserole dishes, uh, another hand beater, and some big uh, salad bowls. So that concludes our uh, our tour of the kitchen. Um, yeah. If you guys enjoyed this, uh, why? Let me know what you've got in your kitchens. I'd love to know. I guess. Um, yeah. Next month, we'll have another bonus content. Probably something slightly more interesting than this. Although I hope that you've enjoyed listening to me explain my kitchen to you a little bit. Um... Yeah, this has been Tom I for the Up for Discussion podcast. Tune in next time. I was about to plug next week's guest, but then I realized that I don't actually know who's coming on by the time this goes up on the feed. But uh, yeah, if you want to get these early, you can go to patreon.com. If you pledge as little as a dollar, you get access to all the bonus content two weeks early, uh, as well as some sweet perks at the higher levels. I want to give a shout out to Patrick, uh, Gabriel, Candace, and Kendallin for their continued support, and, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. We will do that three-hour episode. Maybe we'll do that as well this month as, like, an extra bonus thing. No guarantees. Yeah. Okay, bye.